welcome to the Vital Moments Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. If you're listening to the podcast, welcome. I'm joined by Ron Baker, my dad, uh, and he's the pastor of Vital Point Church. How's your Monday morning going? Actually, really good. <laughs> Actually, really good? Was it supposed to be bad? <laughs> well, no. I mean, oftentimes, Monday mornings can be, you know, a little yeah. funny, as you know. Yeah. And pastors, oftentimes, Monday mornings are not the greatest after mm. time of reflection and and so, but yeah, it's been a good morning. I got up uh usual time and spent some time reflecting and journaling and yeah, I feel yeah. good. Yeah. That's cool. Did you know that I had like Popeye cigarettes on my desk? Okay, I think a bunch of the staff. I yeah. had like three boxes on my desk. Someone you know where they came from? No, no idea. No. Because now mm-hmm. I think I just can put one in. <laughs> The whole time, just the whole time, in and throwing people just, off. Just, just, I can't, I just can't do it because I'm not a smoker, so I don't know. Anyway, you look like you're from downtown London, going out for a drink, okay. friends. <laughs> going out for a cigarette break. <laughs> I love it. That's, That's so good. funny. Yeah, so good. Today, today's a big day for us, Dave. It is a big day on our, on our Vital Moments podcast. It is a big day. We we do have to apologize for the last few weeks. You were away in Calgary, so it kind of threw yeah. a wrench into things. I got super sick with the stomach flu, so that threw a wrench in a few things. And we really didn't get to wrap up our Raising Adults series. No. Um, lots of great stuff, though, I heard from Connect Group leaders um, from Poplar Hill, Exeter, and Clinton. Um, it really helped a lot of people and, and and started a beautiful conversation of what does it mean to be a family Um obviously in your home as a unit, but also as the church of supporting families and walking together. What was just 30 seconds? How did you think it go? How it went for you? Well, this isn't what I was thinking about the big day, but um, I was thinking more of the producer conversation that we've had this morning. Oh yeah. We'll get to there in a second. Okay. Uh, I I, I mean, yeah, we did the family series. Uh, I think I need some more time to reflect on, Uh, on the series i think 30 seconds would be parents are given the responsibility to help their kids understand their god-given design by god in order to fulfill their god-given destiny Mm -hmm. and so it's our our responsibility as parents to lean in on that yeah and uh to disciple our children towards it so essentially that's what it would have been yeah i mean there was a, a, a switch in the middle of the series uh, to what is your starting point as a parent yeah. that was that landed really well for a lot of people and that mm-hmm. was good so we'll wrap it up maybe some other time but that's yeah that's absolutely on. that's and then the, the big thing the big yes. thing that you're talking about new series and you know what we thought you know what with new series we might as well have a producer now on the podcast to make things better quality wise video wise audio yeah. wise so josh who works at a popper hill site those were yeah, he he might not show his face here because he's he's a little shy. Yeah, and he's gonna do uh, fact checking for <laughs> us, right? Yeah, he is. No, it is good to have him on the team helping us out, making this better for everyone. So it is good. So if you are on YouTube in the in the comments, say welcome, Josh. Yeah, just comment. He hates this. I love it. Yeah. So it's so good. But yeah, new series, Faith in the Margin. Um, yeah, we're looking at the Brook of First Peter. But we're looking at just chapter one. Um, just chapter one, yeah. Yeah, why Why just chapter one? Because that was interesting. Uh, I felt that we could do a better job of unpacking an entire 
chapter rather than in past we've done books series where we'll take a section of each chapter. And this one, I felt very strongly that let's just look at chapter one and walk through it and, and big and draw out application for our lives. Cause it's not written Mm -hmm. to us. It's written for us. Yeah. It's written to obviously the people that Peter was writing the letter to the, the, Mm -hmm. to the five regions of the scattered disciples. And Mm -hmm. so, but I think there's a lot in it that we can draw from and extract for ourselves. I think where I kind of want to kick off the conversation is the title of the series, Faith in the Margins. Can you explain what that means and why it's important for Christians today? Yeah, like, I mean, first of all, I mean, the debate is, is it faith in the margins or faith in the margin? Yeah. Um, that was a big debate yesterday in Poplar Hill um, Yeah, as, as Ray was trying to be the host. And anyway, it was very funny. Uh, I, I, what I... What I, why I wanted to call it this and why I feel, felt strongly about it mm-hmm. is, the, if, if, I mean, we're, I mean, we'd be kidding ourselves if, if we believe that mm-hmm. the Christian faith and the church is starting in the positive. Yeah. So, what I mean by that is, if you were to, uh, you know, come out to your coworkers, your neighbors, the people at the arena, families at the arena that you're a follower of Jesus and that you're a part of a church you're starting from a negative. Yeah. Um, you're not starting from a positive. And so there's assumptions. So we talked about the that because of the negative, it means that the Christian voice, the Christian faith voice is no longer welcome at the table of culture and society because the predominant voice at the table is uh, conformity to the latest thing so which right now the it would be your feelings are are true or it's truth right so we've talked about this yeah if you feel it therefore it must be true and and so we begin to redefine good and evil right and mm-hmm. wrong and and because of that and being driven by the evil one the voice of the evil one the lies of the evil one it's automatically assumed that the christian faith voice starting from the negative is actually contributing to the problem hmm. <laughs> creating pain hurt and trauma yeah and and i i mean i i think we need to own the fact david that yeah the church at times and people in the church at times are very hurtful mm-hmm. i think if you were to talk to a high percentage of the lgbt community that have um have church experience, they could identify, some could identify uh, to the realities of the hurt, the pain, and the trauma, and mm-hmm. other people groups too, and individuals. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that's the, I mean, the, I don't think you can get away from the fact that the church is made up of human beings that are sinful and broken, yeah. and there's going to be hurt and pain, and that's not to excuse it. But I also do believe, David, part of the, that problem of contributing to that negativity is that's what happens when the church wanders away from the way of Jesus. And uh-huh. so for me, it's like, and that's why for vital point, I, I keep coming back to this and yeah. it's not that we try to avoid issues and, and things that are going on. It's not like we're burying our heads in the sand. We're not trying to ignore it and hope it all goes away, but I keep driving us to this point where we follow Jesus yeah. Peter even talks about this in the, we're obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not obedient to my feelings. I'm not obedient to the cultural norms. I'm not obedient. I was thinking about this in the middle of the night. I was awake for a few hours in the night <laughs> thinking about this. Um, we're not even obedient to the podcasts that we listen to. I find wow. oftentimes we put too much weight in the podcasts that we listen to. Or, you know, I, I'm a I'm a follower of MacArthur, John Piper, or McManus, or Craig mm-hmm. Rochelle, or oh my goodness, what's the what's her name? Oh my goodness. Amy went to see her in this Oh uh, Perry. Uh yeah, ja- uh, Jackie, Jackie Perry. Jackie Perry, yeah. Yeah. Um man, I forgot her name. She's such a great communicator too. Yeah. Um and and I think sometimes we we I, I I was thinking about this in the middle of the night again. I was thinking, what if we all just stop listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and hear you and I are on this podcast? Um, mm-hmm. What if we just stop listening to all these other voices and just went back to Jesus? Yeah. And what did what did Jesus teach about humanity? What did he teach about valuing? So that's that's why I'm I'm, I'm bunny trailing a bit on you, Dave, but. Well, no, I think what's, I think you're, you're, you're really on a, it's a good bunny trail because there's this thing that's going around on social media right now. Like uh, the caption would be on the screen. Like, what if we treated our Bibles like we treated our phones? Right. Right. And it's a bunch of people like they're laying in bed, they wake up, they grab their Bible. And the joke is it's like a massive Bible. When they're sitting at a red light, they grab their Bible. Um, When they are like going to the bathroom break at work, they grab their Bible it's right like it's like we 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 follow jesus right mm-hmm. so a lot of followers of jesus and i find myself included in this oh, yeah. that I, I i i slip into well i can just have someone else tell me about it right instead of actually going to the source yeah um right and and, and it's an interesting thing right like what would your life look like if you actually followed jesus mm-hmm. in this moment of culture and faith in the margin, right? Like you, you, you chatted quite clearly that Christians right now face in a culture right now, it's, it's often hostile to the Christian faith, right? It's like, Oh man, like you said, you're starting off on a bad foot. Uh, Yeah. Start off on the negative. Yeah. On the negative. Right. So when we think about that, how do we in faith communities follow Jesus and navigate this changing landscape effectively like you know what i mean like h- how do we do this right now like a, a, a mom right now that is going through this uh a kid going to high school um a connect group doing life together how do we effectively walk through this changing landscape with faith in the christian walk well when we looked at this yes yesterday um when we looked at this this past weekend, it it was very clearly um, taking us to Peter was clearly taking us to his place of making sure that we were grounded in our understanding of who we are called to be, and so we first have to be grounded in the truth of who Christ is as our living hope, right, and that we are living in a time yeah where it it is harder to be a follower of jesus now we're not at a place of persecution like other parts of the world yeah um but i what i believe 
Peter was doing is getting us to a place of clarity mm. and grounding in the living hope who is the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that there's an understanding of the closeness of God the Father, because he says the foreknowledge of God the Father. There is this truth of the closeness of the Father and and recognizing that this did not catch him off. This not doesn't catch him off guard. Mm-hmm. That this is actually working for his greater purposes. And I actually brought us to this place of shifting our understanding that the, even though you're starting from a negative, it is the best place to be right now, according to God's purposes, as he's revitalizing and renewing and mm-hmm. sanctifying by his spirit, the church, us as individuals, but then also us as the church. And I have to say, there's just such great power in understanding who we are called to be mm-hmm. in the margin. If you're not clear on who God has called you to be as a in grounding in the living hope of Jesus Christ, then there will be uh, fear. You will get angry. You will get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I was trying to break down for us mm-hmm. and to break free from. In, in that posture of standing in that place and getting clarity on the grounding of our faith. Because in verses three, four, and five, he talks very clearly about the reality of, of how much of this is built around the resurrection of Jesus Christ and yeah. the inheritance that is waiting for us. Yeah. So I, I just think we need to get back to getting our eyes on the right thing doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that there are times where you'd be frustrated, but I believe that that is where we need to begin. And he, I think Peter, I know I believe Peter in these first five verses is legit driving us to that place. I mean, he gets so clear living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. It's like nothing is going to diminish the power and the work of God. Nothing's going to thwart the work and the purposes of God, even when we're in the margins. So knowing that, that means that we don't have to fight for our rights. We have to fight to be right. We have to fight to get our voice back. Yeah. You know, even Jesus, someone reminded, someone didn't remind me. I knew this. Someone talked to me after the first service in Poplar Hill. They said, think about Jesus going to the cross. Yeah. You know, he did not fight back. When when he was being betrayed, the disciple whips out a sword and cuts off the soldier's ear. And and Jesus, no, 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 that's not what we're about. (laughs) Right? He was like a defender of of Jesus. No, Jesus does not need to be defended. (laughs) So. Yeah. And you did a really... I think this, this landed for me, I I should probably say this is, this was something that I took away was the two things that you asked us to do confess. Right. And also pray. Yeah. Um, And in that confession of like, okay, is my anger or my eyes, my posture to life when it comes to this living out my faith, is it in a, is it, in, is it a posture of anger? Like I need my rights back. Like we need yeah. to fight for this, take the hill. Or and in that confession, if you're living like that, like know that there is forgiveness and healing in that. Yeah. And and when I was writing this talk, oftentimes I'm trying to take us to a place of um, 
teach through, teach through. And then I want to take someone's heart and shake it up a little bit. And I believe that the confession part and repenting was a critical piece because we can become distracted in the margin. Yeah. And when we're distracted in the margin, peace and grace diminish. Yeah. And and, and, we, and we get off track of what actually God has placed us yeah. to be in, right? Yeah. L- living examples of the living hope of Jesus. But when we are distracted yeah. and discombobulated, we're chaotic. We're filled with anger. We can act out of out of turn. We can- yeah. And, and I think that in the distraction in the margin, what happens is you neglect <laughs> to see what God is doing around you. When grace and peace is multiplying Mm -hmm. and in the margin, actually you begin to see and have the eyes of Jesus for the world and the people around. So instead of getting angry with someone who maybe, maybe has a different lifestyle than you, or maybe has a different belief system than you, you're actually seeing them through Christ. And the picture that I have in my mind right now is how Christ uh looked at the thief on the cross who says you know today you'll be with me in paradise yeah like those eyes that see people differently with mm. grace and peace and and instead of being contentious and divisive that we can live from that place and i think the confession for some of us is we have been we have bought the lies of the enemy and we need to confess that and repent of it so that we can be forgiven. And then the the second thing was so that we can shine bright in the in the margin. Because here's here's where I landed with this on the weekend. The enemy would like us to believe because we're in the margin and that we don't have a voice. And with that comes people are interested. Hmm. which I completely disagree with because Jesus says the harvest is plenty. I'd rather believe Jesus that there is people in our circle of relationship right now Mm -hmm. at work, at arenas, at dance studios and karate clubs that are ready for a conversation, but we've bought the lie of the enemy that because we're marginalized no one's interested my experience like you know it's a complete opposite even so many people are searching and wanting and even though we're culturally we're starting from a negative right Mm -hmm. there is a hunger why because people are recognizing it's hard to trust the government. It's hard to touch to, to trust the public school systems that seem to be unhinged um, at times. I'm not yeah. saying the individuals are unhinged. I'm just saying the system seems to be unhinged. Yeah. They're recognizing the things that they built their lives on aren't secure. And, and, and so they're recognizing there must be something else. Mm-hmm. And the church in the margins can whisper, we know someone who is the living hope who says, come to me, all you are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Like, think about that, David. Like, I believe that the church, yes, needs to have conviction. Yes, needs to have a core understanding of these things as we disciple people. But I 
to believe that following the way of Jesus will break down the walls and actually fulfill what the church is called to do. And that is to uh, proclaim the excellences of God. Peter talks about this, the excellences of God. What is that? Second Peter two. I'll look at right. It's, it's two verse nine, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. Two verse nine, proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter two, nine, like, dude, like, Stop sitting around complaining and whining and way things are and get down to business and do what God has called us to do. I'm done ranting. There you go. No, that's not a rant. That's a mic drop right there. That's not <laughs> ranting. That's a continuation of the conversation that we had on Sunday. And I think that's a beautiful place to land and allow it to just sit in the hearts of many that are listening um, in connect groups or just following along from a distance. Ron, thank you, Dad. Seriously, your heart for this for God's church and his people um, to understand what faith on the move looks like in a world that needs the good news so much right now. So, um, yeah, I feel so good. I'm going to have a have Popeye a, cigarette. Have a Popeye <laughs> cigarette. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much. We've got to get this guy off here before he gets unhinged. <laughs> okay. Thank you so thanks. much for listening to the Bible podcast and uh, peace out.